1: by the world's best artist, featured in every issue of the Comic Weekly. Insist on the Sunday newspaper that brings you the Comic Weekly. Washed overboard in a tropical storm, Jim and Kitty drift all night, clinging to a huge broken spar. At dawn, Jim, swept high on the crest of a wave, sights land and lets out a triumphant shout. But his sudden happiness is shattered by the disappearance of Kitty, who, losing consciousness relaxes her grip on the spar and sinks beneath the waves. Jim immediately dives after her and fights his way back to the surface, supporting the half-drowned Kitty. Alternately swimming and floating, exercising every ounce of skill to keep Kitty's head above the water, Jim finally reaches the island and drags the helpless Kitty up high on the beach. But even with his battle with the waves fought and won, Jim cannot relax for a moment. Despite his tired and weakened condition he immediately begins to apply artificial respiration in an attempt to restore Kitty to consciousness. His valiant efforts are finally rewarded with success, and late in the afternoon, Kitty begins to show some definite signs of life.
2: Where am I? What happened to me? Oh, Jim.
3: Take it easy now. Take it easy, Kitty. Lie still and don't try to talk to me. First try to sip this. It'll do you good. Good rich coconut. Best thing in the world for you. Now, here Raise your head up just a little. That's the idea. Now open your mouth and sip this slope. Easy now, easy, Kitty. Just a little at a time.
2: Oh, that... That makes me feel much better. It's so cool and cool.
3: Just what the doctor ordered. But keep going. Drink some more now. Don't try to talk yet. There's plenty of time for that. Just concentrate on finishing that half-shell of coconut. Milk.
2: But I do feel better. Really, I do. Can't I sit up? I feel much more comfortable.
3: Okay, then. Just ease yourself up and lean back against that flat rock behind you there.
2: Mm. Oh. oh, there, that's much better. Now I can see where I am.
3: Okay. i finish drinking that milk and you'll feel ever so much better.
2: I will. But tell me, Jim, where are we? How do we get there? The last thing I remember was clinging to that great big piece of mast out in the ocean.
3: Well, outside of being on a small island somewhere in the western Pacific, between the Mahia Island group and the Malay Straits, I don't know exactly, but it's close enough.
2: But how did we get here? I don't remember anything.
3: You shouldn't. Believe me, you came as near being drowned as anyone I ever heard of. Just after dawn, while we were clinging like grim death to that big spar, I sighted this island and for a moment forgot to keep an eye on you. You promptly passed out of this world in none of the waves. I got a fleeting glimpse of your outstretched hand as you went down, so I dived after you, and we both missed a good ride.
2: So you saved my miserable life for the third or fourth time. <laughs> oh, but wait, how do we miss a good ride?
3: Well, there happened to be a seaplane flying over the place where we came to the surface. I hoped they might sight us. They flew right over us, circled this island, and flew back at an even lower altitude, and even then they missed it.
2: Couldn't you wave waved your arms or signal them? Well,
3: not unless I waved you at them, because my arms were full of you. I was all I could do to keep both our heads above water. You were out like a light. And even after I got you safely ashore, I wasn't certain that you were ever going to come to again. I sure put in plenty of strenuous artificial respiration to get you to the point where you'd even so much as blink an eye.
2: I really have been an awful trial to you, Jim. I don't know why you ever bothered to save me. You would have never been in such a mess if it hadn't been for me. I'm the cause of all the trouble.
3: Never mind talking about what has happened. What we've got to do is plan for the immediate future. So if you think you're strong enough to get along without me for an hour or so, I'd like to take a good look around this island and see what we're going to be up against if we have to stay here very long.
2: Oh, I'm all right now. I'll come with you.
3: Now listen to me, young lady. From now on, I'm the boss of this outfit, And I'll tell you what to do and what not to do. And I'll begin now by telling you to stay right here where you are until I get back. Don't get up or try to move around until I say so. Get it?
2: Yes, Jim. When you talk like that, I'm afraid to do anything but obey you.
3: Okay, see that you do. <laughs> stay here and rest. I'll be back in an hour.
2: Hello, Jim. Back already? It evidently didn't take you long to survey the broad expanse of this great island?
3: No, this great island is not very big. There's no wide expanse of land. Not much more than a good-sized atoll. However, there are plenty of coconut palms, several clear rock springs of fresh water, and judging by what I've seen of the bays and inlets, we'll have no trouble getting plenty of fish. I also caught a glimpse of several turtles, which means we'll have a choice of fish or meat on the island.
2: Well, that's a wonder. We'll have plenty to eat. Now, how about a place to live?
3: Oh, there's plenty of driftwood and dead timber around. Enough to build a good substantial lean-to. Protect us from the weather. I'm going to get busy on that while there's still enough light.
2: Then we have absolutely nothing to worry about. Plenty to eat and a place to sleep. What more could one want? Say, hold on.
3: You have certainly recovered very quickly. Why, you're fairly radiating optimism.
2: And why not?
3: Did it ever occur to you, Kitty, that it might be months... Even a year before we're rescued from this island?
2: I'm not worried about being rescued. In fact, I don't care if we ever get rescued. I'm quite content to stay here.
3: Well, I'll...
1: And while Kitty and Jim prepared to settle down on the deserted island, Tony Lowry and Malcolm Durham have returned to Nahia after the flying trip over the Pacific in search of Jim and Kitty.
4: So your trip was in vain, eh, Mr. Lowry?
5: Yes, there wasn't a trace of them. They covered the area twice. Even flew over a small group of reefs and atolls, hoping perhaps that Jim and Kitty may have been lucky enough to make the shore in safety.
4: Well, I didn't hold out much hope for them, Mr. Lowry. It was a hundred to one against them being safe, and even as lucky as Jungle Jim Bradley was, a fellow's luck has to run out sometime. It's tough, though, to go like that, especially after all he's been through. Yes, Wilson... Yes, we all have to go sometime.
5: But I had a hunch Jungle Jim Bradley had a long way to go before his number was called.
4: Evidently, Mr. Vrill hasn't given up hope of finding Bradley alive. The air's been full of search orders all day. That big Chinese ship owner, Wang, of Orient and Pacific lines, Mm -hmm. has ordered all his boats to change course and begin searching the southern shipping lanes. Hmm. The captains have orders to stand off at every little atoll and island, put search parties ashore, and comb every nook and cranny of every single one of
5: them. Yes, that Chinese fellow's a good friend of Jim's and Mr. Rill's. Oh? Yes, from what she told me, Jim broke up a gang of pirates that were preying on Wang's ships one time.
6: Oh.
5: He would have been ruined if it hadn't been for Jim. Now Wang's trying to pay back an old debt. But I'm afraid he's working on a hopeless case. By the way, Wilson, you don't have direct connection with
4: Singapore, do you? Oh, no, sir. I can receive from there, but can't send. Our power is too low. Mm. I have contact with a couple of Wang ships, though. They oh. could relay a message. Oh, good. That's an idea.
5: All right. Um, address this to Mr. Vrill in care of Mr. Wang. All right. Say, um, have important news for you. Stop. Yeah? Chartering special seaplane flying to Singapore tomorrow. Stop. Flying to Singapore tomorrow. Right. All right. Call you at Hotel Imperial. Best regards, Tony Lowry. Right, sir. Get that off at once, Wilson. I'm going to find Durham and of that plane of his. I've got to break the news to Lil, and I can only do it in person. I'll be over at my house packing a bag if
4: you get any answer, Wilson. Very good, sir.
6: Ah, Mr. Vril's. It didn't take you long to get here.
7: No, Wang. As soon as I heard you had important message, I, I hurried right over. Is there good news about Jim?
6: Uh, indirectly, perhaps. This message came from a Mr. Lowry at Nahir Island. Oh. who was sent to one of my ships, the Star of China. And they it on to you here. Uh, this is the message, Mr. Devril.
7: have important news for you. Chartering special seaplane flying to Singapore tomorrow. Call you at Hotel Imperial. Best regards, Tony Lowry. Well, it sounds interesting. Almost promising, in fact. you suppose he's found Jim, Mr. Wang? Uh,
6: it is quite likely, although I think if he had found Jim, he would have included the good news in his message. Oh, yes, of course.
7: I don't suppose you've had any further word from any of your ships?
6: Uh, no, but the vessel that relayed your message, the Star of China, enters the area where Jim was lost in a day or two... And then perhaps we shall have some good news for you.
7: You really think there's a chance of finding Jim alive, Mr. Wayne?
6: Why not, Mr. Vril? It is written, where there is life, there is hope. Here, look at this big map on the wall behind you. Hmm? Follow the course of my finger and you will see there are a number of atolls, small islands and even high coral reefs where Jim might land and remain alive for any length of time. He was a powerful swimmer. A very resourceful man, and might well have swam, floated, and drifted toward any of these small points of land.
7: And you've instructed all your ships to make a thorough search of all these places?
6: Yes, I have, Mr. Ville. They will put crews ashore and carefully cover every inch of the ground on all the islands, atolls, and reefs.
7: Do you suppose Tony Lowry has chartered a seaplane and has been searching those places you've shown me on the map?
6: It is quite possible, and that method of search would be a most effective one. Uh, perhaps Mr. Lowry has sighted Jungle Jim on some small reef where it was impossible to land or take off with the Oh, uh-huh. You see, if there were no ships in the vicinity, he might think uh, he would be quicker to fly here and organize the rescue.
7: Yes, that might be what's happened. And knowing he'd be here in person tomorrow, he didn't think it necessary to wire all the details. Yes. So I suppose there's nothing to do but wait until tomorrow. But that's just the maddening part of this business. Wait, wait, wait. Helpless unable to do
6: anything. You must be patient, Mr. Vril. Oh, I, know. I know how you feel about Uncle Jim Bradley and what his loss would mean to you, but remember there is still a chance of his being found alive and being restored to you.
7: Even if he is found, Mr. Wang, he's lost to me. I didn't tell you this before, but there's another woman. Jim has at last fallen in love. Oh, I see.
6: That explains something that puzzled me and I considered too delicate a matter to discuss. This woman, the one he was with when he became lost at sea, uh, is the woman he was in love with? That's right.
7: He met Mrs. St. John during our last expedition. She's not exactly the type of woman I think would make him happy, but he evidently thought so, and that was enough for me.
6: Jungle Jim Bradley was a very intelligent person. It seems hard for me to realize he would make such a grave mistake how will this affect your partnership
7: i didn't trouble to ask him but this Kitty saint john is not the type to stand the rigorous life of adventure we've led so i suppose jungle jim will just settle down retire he he's wealthy enough you know but even if he should wish to continue i wouldn't care to go along with him it wouldn't seem right somehow
6: yes yes i understand clearly mr Ville. but what of you what does the future hold for you now have you any plans?
7: None whatever. I've had too many severe shocks lately to think much about the future. But without Jim and the color and the adventure of the old life, I'll be lost.
6: Please, with that outlook on life, why did you enlist my aid in the search for Jim? He is lost to you regardless of whether we find him or not. Perhaps it would be better if we forgot everything and called off the search. Oh,
7: No. No, the search must go on. Jungle Jim must be found.
1: And so poor faithful Lil still remains loyal to Jim and still labors under the misapprehension that Jim and Kitty are in love. What will happen when Tony Lowry reports he has searched in vain for Jim and Kitty and they are lost forever? Will Mr. Wang call off his search and thereby cut off any hope of Jim's early rescue from the remote little island in the Pacific. Don't miss the next exciting episode in the adventures of Jungle Jim. Remember, you can follow these adventures in the full-color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement containing the best full-color adventure and comic pictures. Remember, no other comic supplement can give you the top names of cartoonland like the all-star favorites to be found in the Comic Weekly.